Training. And this is Randy's number one Andy, a songwriter for comedy. Got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walking a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer. Say hola, he's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, through the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Heywood, Pop Pop, PD, Romaine, top of the list. JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips. Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit. Might be just trying to help you get a nice pink young bitch. You have an opinion, let's hear it through a proper. The world may suck, but I like it. I'm on you. Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names. Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say. Let's start the show, Randolph, hit him with the Hey! What's happening? Happy Thursday to you, you fucking freeloaders. Hey! What's up? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who else? Rick Younger. Hey! Three guys on. We're right back at you. Yeah, this is this girl, Amara La Negra. Who are you looking at? I like this girl. Uh, this episode is going up on February 1st. You know what that means. What that oh, mean? I saw that picture. It's, it's Black History Month. In Wakanda Forever. That not that movie coming out in Black February fifteenth? Yep, right they should have opened it on February first. That's yeah. what they should have done. As a Thursday midnight, too. midnight February first, they should open it. <laughs> yeah, missed up. You can always depend on the old black man to know how stuff should have been done. <laughs> that's how. That's how. You, what that <laughs> tells me. What y'all have done? That's what that tells me. They didn't have anybody black in, the, in that production have, in that meeting uh, of how they did not have this. an older. They need an older black man. We gonna open this shit. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Listen, listen, young buck. Right. Don't even. He don't even need like a important position. He just needs to be the last word. What the fuck? He just. He sits in a chair. He got a paper. Yeah. He wears a hat. Raising his boots. Button down sweater. Yeah. He uh, got on hard sole shoes. Of course. Of course. And uh, he just like every once in a while. Leans back. He's like something being talked about. And then they'll say, so what? uh, Old black dude. And he'll go, huh? What? Old black dude. (laughs) And uh, and then it's like, and it's like when he first responds, it sounds like he doesn't know anything that was Mm -hmm. going on. But then as soon as he's like realizes it's his turn to speak, you find out that he knows everything that's going on and he will tell you what what you well, first of all, what you ought to do is. <laughs> what you should have done. Yeah, first of all. Perfect I think I have the perfect face for that too. I think I got I think I do the old black man. It was Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did I get rid of that one? I hope I did. Say old black dude. I love that gift. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne from Blackish. Too. We're just looking. Where's <laughs> <laughs> glasses? Or well, whenever I think of old black dudes, I think about Fred Sanford and his boys that went down to the Safari Club to watch the Three Degrees. Oh, <laughs> Bubba, see, Skillet, they don't Grady. know about that anymore. How, why does it Sanford and Son play anywhere? It plays somewhere. I can't remember what channel. Thurgood Marshall. That's a pretty good one. That's a, that's that's not bad. <laughs> the old black man picture. Yeah, Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a bad one. I've used that. I've used that picture for a couple of things now. Shannon, you can do Shannon. <laughs> what a black and mild. That's not bad. <laughs> Shannon Sharp. He looks too young though. Yeah, he needs it's to be the a little black, crustier. It's the black and mild. I think that. 
Give him, he's a he's a oh he's an old black dude in trainer. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's almost there. Have that yeah. walk like something's wrong with his hip. Yeah. You know? Which probably won't be too <laughs> yeah. far. He might already have that. <laughs> it's like, you He know. trains like a beast. He still puts videos up in the gym. Like, Jesus Christ, man. I, mean, that's like, the, I guess that's the best way to be. We get out of the league, keep on working. Yeah, because if not, you will get fat yeah. than a motherfucker. Here's uh, yeah. James Baldwin. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> James. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah James Baldwin. Like, oh, let's just say, or the Council of Old Black like, Dudes. About six or seven <laughs> black dudes. Go ask dudes. the council what they you think. You got to go stand shit. in front of them. <laughs> that would be you. Now, what is it that you were saying? <laughs> well, first of all, what you ought to do is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I need you to do, don't make me pull this boot, this razor out of my boot. Don't force me to do that, boy. Young my father, I got my pants on. You know, I got my knife. <laughs> I got my, good. I got my handkerchief. <laughs> I got my hard sole shoes, and I got yeah. my knife. <laughs> yeah, that's a girl, Amara La Negra, who I didn't really know much about coming out of that world, but I know about yeah. her now because she keeps getting into shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm. I am uh, safely in her camp. Sweet chocolate. That's yeah, well, she got into it on some MTV show or maybe Fuse. She was on The Breakfast Club. Where she got, well, first what happened was she got into it with this cat on um, this producer out of Miami. He was basically telling her to tone down her blackness. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's all it was. And he was like, you need to be more along the lines of Beyonce. And I'm like, you don't want to say that too loud around Beyonce. Right. <laughs> you know, because she's got that big ass afro. Well, you know, dark complected. <laughs> I always hate it when people throw in another person's name who's not involved. Yeah. That's how yeah. I kind of felt about monkeys in that whole uh, H&M hoodie thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, he had the hoodie that said coolest monkey in the jungle. And I bet somewhere there's a bunch of monkeys like, there they go again. Yeah. <laughs> Why they got to throw us in the middle of those black white relations? Look, if you got a problem with black people, just say what you got a problem with black people. About. Stop what, comparing them to us. What was funny about the uh, thing about that was like everybody was like, well, the mother was okay with it. The parents were okay with it. So something like that ain't the point. Right. First of all, they, they're not from here. Right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And secondly, anytime you see a picture like that, you we know this. Mm-hmm. It's been through like ten layers of people, and at each stop along the way, they were like, "Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no problem." With yeah, they that. might have changed the font or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. Oh, you, you know? can't read all the letters. Okay, that's we'll not going to be a problem. <laughs> that's fine. At no point, nobody said, "Hey, this is going to be problematic." To somebody, well, to who? To me, motherfucker. You don't want to put this out. <laughs> well, one one possible. This is a, com- a conversation I had with a fraternity brother of mine. Is that there's also the possibility that they put it out there knowing that it was. Cause yeah, that's a lot of free advertisement. Yeah. people talking about. And then they that. can be like and noble, you, right? And then you yeah. come back with the apology, yeah. right? And you you know, but now everybody has talked about your product. Mm-hmm. And like you know, and this it, little it, boy, right? And, and boy boycotts, most boycotts only only last for as long as it's in the yeah. news cycle. Well, that yeah. that um, Papa John's boycott worked. Yeah, I mean, but you know, there's a lot Papa of John's. Yeah, like like you know, the whole boycott the NFL. It's like I've 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 seen a lot of people real righteous until it was talk of boycotting mm-hmm. the NFL, and then all, then, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I see all these they, their Facebook posts of why I'm not going to be giving up the NFL. I know. Now I haven't watched. Yeah. I I take that back. It has been on in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I haven't. Well, you're not the only one that lives here. Yeah. Well, I know. I, and I, I don't watch, and I, I don't, don't have uh, a hard no NFL in my house yeah, rule. Yeah. But I I'm, I'm like. Uh, 
I don't, I'm, and I'm not gonna watch Super Bowl. Well, boycott is not really the term I've been using. I think I told you this. I, I've, I've, I'm like, I'm giving up the NFL. Mm-hmm. Boycott yeah. implies that uh, certain you, things will make right it so that me, I will, I'll be back. Yeah, certain <laughs> yeah. things that will happen and I will come back. <laughs> yeah, it's right like I just me. don't want to. It's like I felt like the whole concussion thing and mm-hmm. the secrets, the secrecy of that whole knowing what you were doing to people's bodies. And keeping mm-hmm. it to yourself, it just shows a pattern of not caring about the human beings that are playing the game. Yeah, if it's a meat. And even yeah. if you, if nor do if, the fans, you know, even if they have reconciled why it's okay to play for them, it's like it doesn't have to be all right because of that. You mm-hmm. know, for me. And so I'm like, you know, I, I'm like, as I'm watching and as I'm seeing each hit and, you know, watching that movie Concussion where they gave the show, the little show, the thing about how the brain is moving around, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's like you see some of these hits and you see people getting up and heading towards the wrong huddle. Yeah. Looking out of ear hole. And you're like, dude, uh, yeah, somebody get him out of the game. And then you look and he's like. He's like, no, he's he's still in there. Yeah, you know. One so it's like, one play later, he's he's in the house. Right, y'all don't care. It's like uh, now Vince McMahon is bringing back the XFL, and now he's rebranding it as the Patriotic League. Yeah, and the and the we're yeah, going to do this right league, and we're going to have no criminals in our league. They should just have the XFL games should just be a three hour long national anthem. Mm-hmm. No, they don't even get to watch football. They just go. They all stand up. Jets keep flying by. There you go. The shit takes forever. And then three hours later, like, oh, we feel better. And then you just leave. If that's what you, you want, leave. you know. Yeah. That's what he's saying. They asked him, are you going to put, are you going to bring in like, um, who they ask him? Tim Tebow. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> this is the kid from A&M. A&M. Yeah. Johnny Menzel. Menzel and Kaepernick. And they were like, well, anybody who has a criminal record can't come. So I guess Tim Tebow's okay. This is what McMahon said. Mm-hmm. What about Kaepernick? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm like, Kaepernick doesn't have a criminal record. No. Right. But in their mind, not kneeling for the flag, that makes right. you a criminal. Right. My criminal event, Johnny Manziel, uh, Kim Zeebo doesn't Johnny have Johnny Manziel, yeah, he's got like DUIs and shit. Yeah, he's got Dewey. He's Club yeah. Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> but Kaepernick doesn't have any any brushes with the law? None. You know? <laughs> None. Unless Vince McMahon can make that happen. Yeah. He can, yeah. like, call his cop buddies. Hey, could he pull over uh, Colin yeah. Kaepernick real quick? Yeah. Plant something in there. That's that bullshit, man. Spread well, some crack the on. league was crap before. And I don't... Uh, well, like, they went the other way the first time. The first time it was, let's make it uh, basically WWE in football. Give people joke names. Ooh. He hate me. Have a scr- and don't have a kickoff. Have a rundown scrum for the ball. And, the two guys yeah. just run as right. fast as they can. It wasn't to get like the ball. it was like the second game and somebody got lit up. Yeah, from the first. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they they went that way the first time. We'll just make this more harsher than the league. This time they're trying to. We're going to be more patriotic than the NFL. We're going. We'll be the true patriots. And you know what? The thing is, is that that only it's a very small percentage of people. They all vote who, for Trump. Who are you know? It's like it seems like it's a it's a this is a big outrage for everyone, yeah. but it really isn't. It's like you know, it's it's like you know, because it's like people who leave comments on in a, mm-hmm. on internet posts. It's like they seem like it's a big number of them, but there are plenty of people with sense mm-hmm. who just don't comment at all. You Remember know? at comedy clubs when they used to be worried about a comment, a one bad comment card. Remember that? Right. Yep. Remember that. Even now with Yelp reviews, yeah, 
I see it all the time now. We got a bad Yelp review. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. So what? <laughs> what do you care? Other for? people are going to read that Yelp review, and you know, who? They're going to read yeah. the other hundred you got. Who good. the fuck reads Yelp reviews? <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking it's like, about? And do you really want to cater towards that crowd? The, yeah. the crowd that's going to sit around and nitpick yeah. and pick apart everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they want to do. How's your wife feeling about evangelical Christians now? And I tell you why, because she came up in that shit same way I did coming down south they're out of their fucking minds dude <laughs> i mean you we we if you know anything about evangelicals you know how out of how batshit crazy they are but they're like well i mean they're really going for it now because they think trump's going to bring about the rapture and the end of the world so is that know. what it it's, is yes <laughs> that's exactly what it is they think the this yes. armageddon will happen because of nuclear war yeah, well it's Yes, sort of. Okay. For instance, like um, the capital of Israel being moved to Jerusalem. Yeah. Okay, now, in order for the rapture to happen, first of all, the capital has to be in Jerusalem. That's number one. That That's a thing that has to happen, so now they've made that happen. And all the Jews have to be back in Israel together. In oh, Israel. really? And then they all die. So if all the Jews are in Israel together. And then they die. And Jerusalem is the capital. And then they die. The Jews all, they just spontaneously die no they're killed they're killed by cataclysm whatever whatever okay so like the earth opens up and swallows them it's it's said that the earth will run with blood so okay whatever you whatever you they're gonna die nuclear war so if there's one jew like in cleveland jesus can't come back okay he needs all the jews to be there all the jews so they're gonna die so there's a big thing like evangelicals who support the jewish faith yeah they always leave out the part about because we want you to die. <laughs> because you're going to bring back Jesus. Right. They right. always leave that part out. Like they, they have to be there to die. Hey, have you ever tried going to Israel? So Trump, the reason why they're so forgiving of Trump it, is that he can bring about the conditions uh-huh. that will bring about the rapture, which is another reason why they don't give a fuck about climate change. Because for them, part of the her- what heralds the climate, the, the what heralds uh, the second coming is is uh, climate climate problems and and weird earthquakes and weird thing and disasters and stuff like that. So this is good for them. They're like, oh well, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen because that way Jesus can come back. How are they going to round up the Jews? Like Trump can't I help with that. Unless, I, I don't know. I, they have that seems you, like the hardest. Are part. you applying logic to this now? Well, I, just, <laughs> I guess my question is this: uh, How do they define? the Jews in this situation. That's like true. for example, you know, you have like religious Jews and cultural Jews. Yeah, ethnic Jews. And uh and what if someone is <laughs> Jewish but doesn't know it? So like right. that person doesn't know. All you have to do go. to be Jewish is to come out of a Jewish vagina. But you can specifically you can and you can convert, but you have to come out of a Jewish vagina or you have to go through the conversion process. But is it an ethnically Jewish vagina or a religious? I think it just has to be Jewish. Because what if your mother doesn't know she's of a Jewish background? I don't know. And you've come out of her vagina. I don't know. And your father was black. Doesn't matter. If the, the vagina was Jewish. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just throwing <laughs> in all the Jewish. possible. Rick's wife is from Oklahoma. Being from Oklahoma, no matter what, you've been exposed to that, whether you were deep into the life if you're from basically from the south you've been exposed to that fucking whack doodle 
evangelical Christianity. It's just, that's the way it goes, baby. <laughs> that's just the way it goes. And it ain't cute. It well, ain't cute. I don't I can't speak enough for her, uh, her actual church upbringing. I know she grew up in church. I know her father and mother, like, very active in church. But her father's also a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And nobody in her house likes Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Her mother's from Canada, so it's like she can't mm, even that's vote. A, that's a big, could, yeah, that's a big thing. She would be Democrat, so it's like you know, uh, there, there it's there's not a lot of following of of it in that same way. Yeah. Oh, hold on, I'm trying to raise a daughter. Mm-hmm. She gave you a card. No, it's a book she wrote. Oh, she wrote a book. Ace Ava, it's a comic book. We've been over here talking. She wrote a book. <laughs> Did you just so write what this? What have you done today? <laughs> right, she wrote an entire comic. It's like multiple pages on that thing. That's more than I've ever written. <laughs> Already. This is really good, Ava. Is it illustrated too? It's comic I'm book. the I'm the trouble. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read the book. Ace Ava, first time at work. Ace Ava. Is Ace a, Ava is the comic book character. Is a superhero. There was once a girl named Ava. <laughs> One time, Ava went to school, and she found a ring. Okay. The ring had many powers. Ama- is this amazing powers? Magic. Magic, we Magic powers. powers. <laughs> she put on the ring, and she turned into a superhero. She had so many powers. She could fly. She was super strong, and she could freeze things. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> That's quite a combination. <laughs> she but just then, the podcast. But then she saw trouble. <laughs> Dr. Randy. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, at least you're a doctor, though. He was stealing a big diamond. <laughs> like Dr. J. He's not really. Oh, he's like a nickname. He was stealing a big diamond he needed to destroy Dr. the world. Dre. He's a DJ. He's a Ava doctor. flew over and took the diamond <laughs> and froze Dr. Randy and took him to jail. And took all of his records. And she flew home. <laughs> Ava thinks she did well as a superhero. She called herself Ace Ava. Ace Ava. The Double A. End. All right, Ace Ava in the house. Good, good book. And, you know, sending Dr. Dr. Randy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the picture good of Dr. Book. Randy, was that a very sinister looking picture? Yes, it was very, uh, <laughs> it was very. Uh, Devil horns? Yeah, it was, you know, yeah. it was It was very, uh, clo- it was very accurate. Well, you're no match for Ace Ava. <laughs> no match. Curses. Well, she can freeze people. Foiled again. <laughs> she can freeze people. <laughs> she can freeze people. That's a, She can fly, she's got strength. Yeah. And she can freeze people. Right. You've only got one of those. Right. Harry Tubman could also free people. <laughs> no, freeze. Not free. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, did she just cast herself as Harriet Tubman? I think she might have. <laughs> one day, Harriet found a ring. She frees people. <laughs> Harriet frees people. Yeah, so this fool was, this fool, I, this, all this came up last week because I heard these two evangelicals talking about Trump how. Tony Perkins, he's the head of some evangelical group, saying that Trump gets a mulligan on his, on his uh, banging a uh, porn star, a porn star while he was married, former porn star, former porn star, and then paying her off. Once a it. porn star, always a porn. Yeah, star. Yeah, if she knows what's good for her, she's gonna go. She's gonna go back. To porn. Immediately back to porn. Yeah. Her 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 name uh, jumped way up in the search results. Saw that that week, and Saw a, that. a lot of those porn stars, they do like. Like appearances at strip clubs. Mm-hmm. That's she their did. next step. So yeah, she's she doing did. that. She's on tour now. Mm-hmm. 
because people want to see like well, I want to see where Trump's dick was. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see where to go. Tiny, horrible dick. Did it's it go in there? It, Don't worry, people. Ace was the gone. The Trump hole. <laughs> the Trump hole. Show me the Trump hole. Into the Trump hole. And he was a he was at Davos. She's back. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, she wants a snack. The writing this takes a lot out of you. Huh? Can I two yeah, go ahead. And uh, you know, he was at Davos, and they were talking about how he was ex- he was accepted, treated like a rock star, and blah blah blah. He's so weak-minded personality-wise he just wants to be accepted by these people so desperately yeah he's such a bitch <laughs> such a such a bitch he's Our like a, a he's bitch. like a doddering old man yeah you know he just wants people to like him and glad hand with him and all that stuff and a he's racist got, doddering old man yeah well uh, yeah <laughs> a lot of old men a lot of doddering old men have a, yeah, a little bit of racism going race, on racist. a little bit of racism you want to do the email first let's do a couple emails yeah. we got Two or three emails last week. About to do this picture, Rick. You ready? Get ready. I know you. You got shit you got to do. Oh, the montage picture? Yeah, you got shit you got to do. <laughs> He's putting his coat on this motherfucker here, man. You want you to zip it, really? Oh, you got to get oh, you gotta get ready. He's trying to get on. He's trying to get yeah. ready. You going to put some filters on that camera, too? A little soft filter? No, no filter, nothing. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, those like those oh, glamour shots. Glamour shots. Yeah. yeah. Can you, uh, can you give me a feather boa into this? There we go. <laughs> you can hold the mic if you want. Yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feather boa. Yeah. Photoshop in a feather boa. Yeah. Maybe a, a yeah, hat. Really I got you. All right. His first email is from Nicole. Hey, Nikki. Nikki wrote uh, the title of his email is Comedian on Cheaters TV Show. Hmm. Hello, Randolph, Andy, Tim, question mark. Uh, I have a question. I was up in the middle of the night feeding my baby and watching the TV show Cheaters. Uh, If you are not familiar with it, it's basically a show where they have detectives follow around people suspected of cheating and confront them in the end when they are with their side piece. I've seen Cheaters. I always thought it was fake, but I don't know. I haven't seen it enough. Uh, Nikki says, well, one episode had a woman who knew her comedian husband was a cheater. What's his name? The show host decided to confront him at one of his stand-up comedy gigs. Oh, that's that's not good. The Cheaters crew rolls up with about <laughs> 10 cameramen with bright lights and a couple of unmarked white vans. I don't know why they have the vans. They really serve no purpose. Uh, <laughs> that's true. I think there's a production team in there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Doing instant replay. Looking at camera, looking at, looking at monitors. When they got into the venue, the owner was at the door. He allowed the camera crew to go in to confront the comedian. The comedian was on stage. Yeah, they timed that perfectly. The comedian was on stage, and the wife walked up, attacked him and his side chick. This is not the video of the comedian getting attacked from last week. Uh, my question is, in the years you have been doing comedy, have you ever seen someone fight on stage with a spouse? With a spouse? No. Would, would you allow a camera crew to come to a show you were hosting and attack a comic? No. No. Oh. I am sure this show is staged, but would something like this happen in your comedy world? Uh, that's the first paragraph. I don't think I would. I would think it would happen if a comic wants a credit, say he's been on TV as seen on Cheaters, you know, which I thought that's probably happened before. But no, if a camera crew showed up at our open mic, we would say you can't come in. You can't come in here. You're not allowed to <laughs> come out of here. Embarrass our, yeah, our it's comics. It's not worth it to the whole show. 
to do that. And also, the yeah, clearly it's staged because the guy's on stage when they walk in. His side piece is there at the show, and his wife walks in and starts yelling at both of them. Um, yeah, it's too much drama. You want to, you don't want the crowd to think this is a shit show. Mm-hmm. You want them to come back. Uh, Nikki says in her next paragraph, Randolph, I have some friends who are Liberian. I asked them why so many African immigrants get offended when called black. Mm-hmm. I was told because Blick. in America, they use the term black to separate people out. They had to use color to make sure there was a difference between people instead of being called Americans and to make people fear, feel inferior. My friends said for it's disrespectful how black people have to be called black first versus American. Uh, that's just a quick snippet of what my friend said. Of course, there was more deep discussion. One last thing, Randolph. Thank you for cutting the guy off when he started being condescending. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That was Michael Wood. You said something that stuck with me. You said something to the effect of, in 2018, you will not allow people to be disrespectful to you when it comes to your race. I need to go and listen to that episode and get the exact quote. I seriously want that on a shirt. I need to stop letting people do the same to me. Love you guys. Your show gives me life on Monday mornings. So... Nikki is a patron. Thank you, dear. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something like that. It was that. along those lines. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to allow that. That's just like the thing I have a thing of where, you know how you're talking to somebody and you say, Let's, you know, Donald Trump is racist. And then they say, no, he's not. What are the examples? I'm not going to list you examples. I Google the shit. You saying that he's not, I don't care. I'm not going to have this discussion with you. <laughs> he is. Yeah, you kind of told me everything I needed to know. <laughs> you told me where you stand. Okay. I'm not going to have this Some discussion. people can't be reached. I'm not going to have if, this discussion if what with he you. does, if, if his long-ass mm-hmm. track record of doing racist things is not enough for him to be a racist, <laughs> I mean, how many times you got to do something yeah. before you become that? That's right. that. You know? Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, that, someone argued you're a comedian from the first time you get on the stage. Yeah. But you can be a racist for 70 years. Yeah. Somehow you can't be a racist until somebody has some type of, you know, I mean, he never, I never heard him call somebody a no good, good dirty, insert yeah. whatever yeah. racist yeah. slur you yeah. want to yeah. describe black yeah. people. And, and I've never heard him say know, that. I gotta say, and it's got to be said with like, I mean, he's got to say it with such contempt that I yeah. know he hates them. Or he, right. has to, he has to literally come out and say, yes, everyone, I am a racist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve no this. One, and no one, who's, no one ever – it's like being a racist is the worst possible thing to be right. in, in white people's minds. Like, right. Right. It's like That's their N-word. It's like, you, it's like for so, you call them – it's like, oh, my goodness. It is – you have done something that's far worse – than any of the awful things that they have done to hurting, be get, to get to be called that. Hurting me? <laughs> you are hurting me? Right. Am I? Um, we got an email from Joe. Hey Joe. Titled Hey Joe. Titled "When They Think They Woke." <laughs> this is a, once again in reference to the Michael Wood episode. Yeah, well, fellas and any ladies who might be present today. No ladies this time. I just heard. Well, Ava, Ace Ava. Yeah, Ace Ava. Yeah. Uh, I just heard your conversation with Michael Wood. Wow, that was something. I know I'm about a week behind, but I wanted to join in those who commented, uh, uh, who commended you on maintaining. Um, while I definitely give Andy much credit for being able to maintain under those circumstances, Randolph, you held your own too. I can only imagine what was going through your mind, but you maintained a discipline in trying to keep <laughs> things from going too far. I hope that at some point Wood will gain a bit more experience in hearing and considering other viewpoints. No. To go along with the books. <laughs> you should see the quotes I transcribed. Some people can't reach, be reached. <laughs> From his other podcast appearances. So? Uh, 
hearing other viewpoints to go along with the books he is reading. I know he spoke of talking with 50,000 black people, but how many of them did he actually listen to? <laughs> when your mind is already made up, does it really matter what anyone else has to say? Imagine that at, at a traffic stop, I'm surprised he didn't say stop resisting. Uh, I really don't. <laughs> it's like if I say stop resisting, that means that you must have been resisting. He's coming and, you right know, there's us. always somebody that's like, why would he say that if you weren't resisting? Yeah. It's like that South Park joke. You can kill something if you say he's coming right for us. That's, that, that was like the, the whole joke when the, they were going hunting. Just yell, just yell it. He's coming right for us, and you can just shoot. Uh, I really don't want to speak ill of him because I guess there really are all lives matter types who want to focus on the main issue, police brutality, the criminal justice system. But without looking at those places where disproportionate impacts occur, no solution will be complete. I really am starting to wonder if a blinder, intentional or not, can be removed or reduced, especially when the person thinks he is the right one. That No. If if they don't see the blinder or want to see the blinder, no, it can't come off. Yeah, you got to be humble. I agree with Dr. Nichols. The definition, the definition of blackness maneuver is totally the move of somebody mm-hmm. who got on campus and turned into Shaza Zulu. <laughs> Do white people have a Shaza-like figure? Is it just Bernie Sanders now? Uh, meanwhile, there was a point in there where he named some people, I think King, Jackson, Sharpton, all of whom just happened to fall into most people's definition of black. Why did he think they were black enough? <laughs> Why did he think they were black enough sway 15 years in blue? <laughs> he knows who the black people are. I wouldn't do that to you, Andy. I wouldn't I wouldn't have, if you would have said, I would have said Ninja Joe. Uh, anyway, Andy, how did you manage to get through that conversation? It's not just being white because I'm guessing Petey Steele would have, would not have been so calm, for example. Uh, I think it was why Michael didn't interrupt you as much as he did Randolph, those verbal Jedi mind tricks. But it's not just the calm. You were blocking those Everest college assertions of his with solid feedback. So it is possible for a white person to obtain his knowledge if he chooses to, of course. Maybe that's a second-year class. Anyway, I'll let you all get back to the funny that I put it on. Uh, you all put in that consistent work, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Uh, I just happen to be patient. That's all. I've, yeah. I've, I've always, I've, since I was like a, a small child, everyone always said I was very, very patient. So I can have an hour-long conversation with, you know, dumb shit going on around me. <laughs> That's easy enough. Um, we got an email from Michelle. We're not going to read all of it because it makes some assertions about Michael Wood that I haven't looked into. Um, but she was a, she listened, She came to the show for that episode. She had never listened to us before. Uh, I've never, never listened to the show before today, but my friend sent me this episode and I was horrified by what I heard. The way Mike Wood conducted himself in the interview was disgusting. The ideas he was spouting were nonsense. Quote, I don't like the idea of a black community. Wow, red flag. And the way he was speaking to the hosts was beyond disrespectful. I commend the profound patience. There's patience again. The host displayed in ex- explaining so thoroughly why he was wrong for your listeners only to have him screech the same points over and over again. I'm going to check out a few more episodes because I liked the vibe of the show. So you've gained a fan. By the way, Michelle, the following week we had Dr. Jason Nichols. Yeah, you want to listen to that one. On our Patreon page. So you got to pay three bucks a month to listen to the Patreon episodes. But if you want to check out a follow-up episode, um, you can check that out on our Patreon page. Dr. Jason Nichols, professor of African-American studies at the University of Maryland. Um, but Michelle sent us a link to a blog post about Michael Wood uh, that's pretty long. I haven't had a chance to go through it, so we'll maybe we'll revisit that at another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, someone tweeted that link. Maybe it was the same person. Maybe it was Michelle. But if you look at our Twitter mentions, there's a um, like a WordPress blog link that someone sent, which details some of the uh, problematic things that people have said about Michael Wood. Anyway, so uh, thanks for that email, Michelle. 
we'll get back to that stuff later. And then we got an email from Chad, Chad Heft. Chad Heft. Chad Heft, who has sent us a couple musical things. Yeah, we just got to get with Frankie We're Slim. We're get Frankie on and first. Get her, let her do it. That's all. He also said this Dustin's freestyle that shouts us out, so maybe we'll play that one day too. Uh, Chad has a podcast now, him and Dustin. Mm-hmm. So Chad Heft says, uh, it's called Preemptive Strikes is the name of the email. Hey, fellas and fellow 3SPN, brother or sister, miss you cats. As we approach the highly anticipated release of Marvel's Black Panther, I have a feeling the alt-right and or racist will be chiming in with their bullshit. And I'm going to hit you with the T'Challa. Let them come. <laughs> so their bullshit, the closer we get to it. You know, like when Black-ish was about to debut and they flooded social media with all those dumb, what, a, what about a show called Whitish posts? Yeah, it's called Everyone. Like Friends and Frasier didn't exist as if they didn't watch any of those shows since television was created. Well, not this time. Not with Black Panther. Don't want to see any What About White Panther posts. I say we get the jump on the racist and create our version of White Panther first. Just so when these stupid tweets start showing up, we can tell them they're too late. Randolph already knows what the correct pronunciation of how to say white. What? And White Panther. <laughs> what, Panther? Dustin and I will be creating our version of White Panther on our next podcast, which is called Diabetes for the Soul, by the way. Our next podcast with our guest, Gabriel Rutledge, who's a great comic from the Pacific Northwest. And we'd like to know what your version of White Panther would be like. I'd love to hear what Rod and Karen from Black Eye Tips version would be mm. like. In fact, the more versions, the better. I think all of our versions of White Panther would crack one another up. So here's the template of what, if you'd like to join in. So this is their bit, but we're going to join in. White Panther's real name in Homeland. Uh, well, I thought, what Kansas? Um, <laughs> Just Kansas. Don't put no one. What Kansas? <laughs> Don't put no one. White Conda, perhaps. White um, is a good one. Real name. What is Black Panther's real name? T'Challa. T'Challa. T apostrophe. Apostrophe. C H A L A. Always pronounced it T'Challa. T'Challa. It's the son a, of T'Chaka. Does he have T'chaka. a last name too, or is that just that's no, Jenkins? No, it's just like a Jenkins. <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> T'Challa, Jenkins. Jenkins. It's a standalone. T'Chaka, um, T'Challa. First name T, last name Challa. <laughs> <laughs> white Panthers. I mean, would they have to go with a T name as well? Trevor. All right. Perhaps? So where would White Panther? Well, first of all, White Panther is from Iowa. He's from Iowa. He's either from Iowa or Sweden. Probably he's, not Sweden. No, nah, I think I, I think it's wherever Manitoba. <laughs> wherever like wherever coordinates are one. from. Manitoba. Regina. <laughs> Regina's a good one. <laughs> Anywhere in the Arctic, really. Yeah. Alaska. Saskatchewan. Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Something <laughs> um, along those lines. His his real name, I I'd have to think about that because there's a lot of stereotypical white names. Hmm. Well, T'Challa's not a stereotypical name, so you got to go back to try to find something that really personifies whiteness. Yeah. In a uh, like an Ezekiel style kind of name, I, but that that's not enough. We got to go older than that. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go back to the white motherland. We got to go. Oh, what what is that? The caves gotta, of Europe? Yeah, we got to go to Europe. Is his something. name going to be Yakub? Yeah, no, well. <laughs> <laughs> Without the doctor? Shit. <laughs> Was White Panther created in a lab? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yakub. Dr. Yakub um, Panther? Snow Leopard? Would be a, would be a, Sven? No. Sven. Oh, you're going like, you're going. That's too Nordic. Well, yeah. Uh, so he's actually a white panther, uh, not an albino panther. An albino panther. Sven, the black. absence of melanin. <laughs> Olaf? Olaf. 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 Olaf's not bad. Olaf. 
Olaf from get, the uh, O apostrophe L A F. Does he have an origin <laughs> story of how he came to be, how he gained his powers? Well, that's Chad's next question. What is the origin story, or hmm. why he became White Panther? I think Panther? it was a luge accident. Well, his, <laughs> the, his, yeah, the powers are handed down from from father to son. We'll keep that in the canon. Okay. And his powers came about. So, because the the great god of White Panthers. Um, the great guy. Well, how did not, not, not Odin? Odin's, Odin's um, piece of shit brother. <laughs> Odin's brother. Odin's brother. brother. Odin? No, Odin's cousin. <laughs> is he a hero or a villain? Yeah, I, I don't know. Chad said, "What does his suit look like?" Weapons. I mean, I guess it depends on the color you are. If he's a hero or a villain. Yeah. I mean, I mean the suit is easy. You just do the same suit, just white. You could do that, or you could do like. Um, like a fucking sweater tied around his va- his waist. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, like a country club kind of vibe. That's a you good know, one. Maybe golf shirt. Maybe he wears shorts on the first <laughs> halfway warm day. Yeah, yeah. He's like it's like forty seven degrees. Yeah, he's got on flip flops and shorts. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought in New York when I was in New York today texting you. I was like, it's way past white folks running cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's way past that. Maybe it's he's like, got breakaway jeans and there's some cargo shorts underneath there. And then Chad says how he helps citizens. <laughs> well, he helps them by keeping black people in their areas. Does he approve loans? <laughs> Is his day job also his I superpower? Think he's kind of like Jessica Chastain and actually uses his white privilege to get black people things. To get black folks on? <laughs> he's like, let me go talk to these people over at Universal. Yeah. Who, who needs a cab? <laughs> Like what? Okay, let me do it. It's like every time a black person gets into, oh. into a situation where it's obvious that he's being, uh, yeah, uh, so he's suffering uh, the, an act of racism. White Panther shows up and goes and talks to. <laughs> let me talk to the cops for you. Trish, Hold on a second. Trish did that for me in New York. Uh, uh, Ted's sister. Yeah. After I went and watched her in a play, her and James and that play that James wrote, and we were walking on the street, and she hailed a cab. Does she? And then, yeah, well, she went. She goes, "That's for you," because the cab pulled up and the door opened. She goes, "That's for you, dear." And the <laughs> cab like, driver's all. Confused. Oh, he was hot because I got yeah. in and sat down. He was like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, what?" So I came over to the cellar to meet you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like going to the cellar. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to the cellar, so she like, held me a cab. <laughs> it's like you, you're black, you get pulled she over by the privilege. cops, and White Panther uh, sticks his head up from the back, back <laughs> with a camcorder. It's like you need to let them go. He's like, uh, "Yes, he's giving me a ride, officer." <laughs> Sir, don't worry. I will give him a flogging when we get to <laughs> to the yes. I will send him to his bed chambers. Um, Chad, uh, that, that's the end of the email. He said, "Right on, guys. Stay black, especially you, Andy. Um, yeah. Yeah, very oh, patient, Andy. Always, yeah. Uh, but we'll work on that some more. Uh, Chad wants wants to get that going. Let's like maybe a trending thing. But about it's, that White Panther. His podcast is Diabetes for the Souls. So if you guys want to listen, it's on Stitcher. I think it's about to hit iTunes, or it's already on iTunes. Him and Dustin, who collaborated on our theme song and chad attached the instrumental to this email to the frankie tales so we can get her to sing over it if we want to whenever she's on the show yes we uh, do that. that's all the email so if you guys want to email us in the future three guys on a gmail.com nice. or uh you can comment on patreon we'll read your comments and maybe your tweets if you want three guys on nice on Twitter. Well, let's talk a little bit of shit so we can get out all right. Well, we, what we got we got we're at uh, th- we're at thirty nine minutes. Fucking freeloaders. 
They're, well, you know, they're trying. They're getting there. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about. They got to get their three dollars. I know we talk about. First, we could talk briefly about Larry Nasser, the the gymnastics doctor, <laughs> which would lead us to the grander discussion about MSU. But oh, uh, by the way, someone did tweet at us wants to know what we thought about that fight video of the comic. Well, as comedians, listen. I've never uh, seen that happen. I, I put a tweet up. Now, I personally know a comic who hit a guy in the face with the bottom of the mic stand. Okay. So. Yeah, that's the thing I, I thought. I didn't see it, but I, I've heard it was done. If you're the comic and a guy's running up on stage, you can't abandon the mic stand because yeah. he's going to use it against you. Right, right. This guy abandoned. I mean, he dodged a lot of. Right. He was, right. He was good on what defense. What I didn't understand was watching it was like, why don't you pick up the stool? Right. <laughs> right. As soon as he picked up the mic stand, you pick up the stool. Okay, you yeah. either put the four legs at him, you, you put know, the round like part at him, or you, hold, yeah, or you hold it sideways. <laughs> I'm going to compare this to the time when I was touring with the National Tour of Rent in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and I went to karaoke night. Now, you, you went know, in, you, in went rent, there, you went in there to floss on them motherfuckers. No, listen. listen. <laughs> hey, karaoke now. You no, ain't no, fucking. Just listen. You went in there to flex. You're going to listen. You're going to talk. All right. <laughs> what you ought to do is listen. <laughs> so, Speaking uh, of old black men. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's it's we're in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, home of the Little, Little League World Series. Right. Yeah. Not a lot going on in Williamsport except us at that particular time. It's winter time. Right. And so after the show, people like invited cast members to come to karaoke because that's like the only thing happening in town after the show so we like go and everything and i get there you know rent has a, a large gay following we get there there's a lot of guys you know a lot of gay couples we get there and um these guys like really excited about us being there and um this guy he's with his boyfriend so i'm like not thinking much of his being friendly right you know how because you're straight you th- you th- just are oblivious to some of these mm-hmm. things. You're like, it's no way in the world this guy finds me attractive because he's right here with his boyfriend. Right. You know, not thinking about him. So, like, uh, the guy is like, once after I sing a song of my own, he's like, oh, my goodness, I want you, can you, I want to put in a request for you to sing a song. You know, for me, I'm like, sure, whatever. Can you, know? you sing "House Is Not a Home" by Luther Vandross? Yeah, you know, what? It's, it's like it's raining men. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know. So I'm not thinking anything of it because once again, I'm like, he's with his boyfriend. Yeah, it's like you know, he just wants, he likes my voice, wants me to sing. Now, if this was a woman, I would have totally been like, yo, she digging me, even though her boyfriend is here. But I'm oblivious because yeah. it's like not in the way I see right. things usually. So, um, we're waiting for the song to come. And the uh, boyfriend is really getting wind of this guy being all up in my face. Oh, okay. He's, so finally he's, he's like, now, yeah. yeah, so finally he's like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and so the guy comes up to me, all right, well, we've got to go. My boyfriend's mad, he, you know, whatever. I was like, okay, cool. I said songs. And I'm still oblivious. I'm still not getting it yet. Yeah. I'm like, no, I said, I'm actually, it's up next. You want to just wait? He's like, no, I got to go. He's mad. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and so like, you know, he goes to give me a hug. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Go to give him a hug. He, on the way back, he reaches down, grabs my ass, <laughs> oh. and brings his hand in such a way that his finger glides across my taint. It was oh. the smoothest move I'd ever seen. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I was thrown. I was like, I could not believe it. And I was so shocked till I just sat there at the door of this establishment with my mouth open as he disappeared into the dark. 
<laughs> and I said all that to say sometimes you're in situations where everything about if someone would have came and said, hey, man, this is what's going on and this happened to you. What yeah. would you do? Or yeah. if like you saw the video, you're like, why didn't the guy like, uh, you know? Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, and, that's and true. And I think that you you don't expect even people who get mad at comedy shows, you don't expect them to get up on stage. Yeah. You yeah, expect yeah. them to walk out. You yeah. expect that they'll walk out and be pissed off, and you might even decide, I'm going to crack some more jokes on them on the way out. Yeah. But you don't expect them to be on you stage. You think their friends are going to pull them back. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, so it's like it's it's well into him being on stage before you realize that yeah, this is here. really happening. Yeah. That, uh, by the way, that, that gay bar story could be your hashtag me too. It could be. If you it, want to join that conversation, you know, it's like now. I, I made, you know, like me too. it's so, it's like I've actually talked about on st- that on stage and I talk about it and I create the parallel. It's like, you know, guys are always, when things happen to women, there's always that question of why didn't she do this or why did, and I'm yeah. like, nobody's sitting there waiting and expecting to be violated. So right. it's like sometimes you are literally frozen with shock because you can't believe that somebody did certain <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. you didn't think this shit was going to happen. Right. I guess it's, maybe that might be the gay version of, you know the handshake where you kind of scratch someone's palm? Right. It, that might be like the hug version of that where he's like, I'm going to give you a hug, but I'm going to show you that I got some ulterior motives. Right, right. Yeah. Cause you obviously wasn't getting it till you got this finger tank. <laughs> How'd I feel now? It's like ah, you get you the point. I, I was shocked. And then you had to sing while you I, were crying. I, I, I yeah, will admit, you are gonna be shy. I, mean, I will admit, I felt sexy though, because I was like, man, I got crossover appeal. Did you sing yeah. better than you ever had before? <laughs> yeah, he was like, look, I'm changing the song. We I are changed, definitely doing this raining man. It's a raining no, man. No, I actually changed Boom. to Whitney Houston singing Hallelujah. all my love for you. Okay, you go. that's that's good. That's a ballad. There you I, go. And I took it. Cause tonight is the night. Cause I'm feeling alright. We'll be making love the whole night through. And then you, and then the camera cuts to a scene of that dude in the car also listening to that song, crying. Yeah, crying with a, just a one t- one tear. Uh, he's got and, your head yeah, shot. One on tear, and then all of a sudden you eye. see him getting beaten <laughs> beat really by his well, boyfriend. Well, his tear is coming out. That's on the a, side, see, that's the thing. That's the side they never tell you about is, is gay male. Uh, relationship fights. <laughs> Those things can get brutal. Yeah. Because it's two men going at it. The scene where he makes the other dude unfollow you across social media. <laughs> Pull up For- Instagram. Fortunately, it was at the turn of the century. And, uh, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Instagram was not yet. Yeah, exist. you better believe that th- MySpace. All I thought was that I put a tweet up and said, if you get up on the stage with me, you better be ready to go to full 12 rounds because I am. Yeah. <laughs> so you better be ready to go 12. Well, most likely the guy's drunk. Most likely you have an advantage yeah. already. About to drag or you the guy was, guy was paid to, to create a scene so that we all can talk about the comedian. Yeah, because the gospel. <laughs> I know the guy did TMZ, the comic. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was on TMZ. Kind of went viral. Talking about it. I didn't like. I didn't like the fact. That I like how people were like. Well, the the staff from the comedy club didn't do anything. I was like, no, they didn't, did they? they right. Never do. They don't yeah. do dick. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't. Yeah. Do it's like we dick. are their least. And we are the yeah. least of their concerns. Well, the other dick. the other thing he could have done move, which is obviously you got like, oh, you can there's the mic stand and the stool, and you can wrap the cord around his neck. You know, all these. All, the guy also didn't run the other comic. No. He yeah. circled around the stage. He could have easily just hopped off stage and left the club. Went into the crowd. Well, yeah. I guess the got other. Through, I guess the other thing grabbed is that a woman out of seat it's like it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. You picked know. up a baby and held a baby it's like a human shield. You you don't want to do the George Costanza. 
<laughs> and you definitely don't want to do yeah pushing people the, uh, the screaming run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, damn, I got to stand up here and act a little bit like, like they're filming this. Shit. I don't know how much do how do we know what happened before? Apparently, the guy, the comic said that guy wasn't heckling or being, you know, be, being uh, attacked by the comic, or Ooh. there was no back and forth with that guy. He might have been drunk and misinterpreted something. I don't know. But it seemed to come out of nowhere. Right. Okay. And I think I'm. I would be flight in that situation. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sitting there. Well, dodging. yeah. It's like it's like okay. You to behave this erratically is really questions brings into mind yeah. your sanity. Yeah. You know. So it's like I'm not going to sit around. He and, might have a weapon. Point. Right. Because I well, was like the big thing I, about the sanity is is you have two choices either fight or flight yeah. yeah you do flight you need to fight like this guy's out of his fucking mind well, well <laughs> so let yeah. me get I mean, him on the fucking ground i remember one time doing <laughs> a show uh like a comedy night in baltimore and someone did say something like trying to threaten me yeah and i i totally got out of joke mode i said let me tell you something man uh don't don't do that. So you need to sit down because I'm telling you, if you come up here, I said I'm I'm not a fighter. So like, if first of all, if you back me into a corner, I'm going to take this mic stand. I'm going to beat you until you stop moving. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm Mr. Tough Guy. Right. And I'm not going to uh, try to crack jokes with you right now. I just want you to know. Yeah. If you come up here, I will be beating on you until someone yeah. comes and stops yeah, me. Yeah, it's going to end badly for you. Because, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, I said, because I'm a scared fighter. Yeah. I don't like to fight. I don't want to fight. If I am fighting, it's because I am now feeling like it's you or me. You could, yeah. And that type of fighter, you could, you're gouging eyes. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm, I'm biting. I'm doing I'm doing all the things that people say. That's not a, that wasn't fair. Yeah. No, it's not I'm stealing you. I'm stealing you when you're not looking. You could rub I'm his you in the taint. back of the head. You, you can rub do the taint. taint rub, <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to flick the taint. Deacon, Deacon Jones will come into my mind. He'll become like the, the <laughs> mighty, the mighty oracle. <laughs> I remember seeing Deacon Jones and this was very like uh, politically incorrect what he said. He used to talk about some of his techniques. He said, when you hit a man or a woman upside the head or a woman they have a tendency to bat their eyes and that gives me just enough time to go past you and get the quarterback <laughs> I was like Deacon you didn't have to throw in a woman <laughs> there's no women out on that field I'm yeah. just saying I, if you gotta hit her <laughs> he knows the she, tennis her <laughs> eyes are gonna close at least for a second for a second <laughs> then she gonna get up and fix you a sandwich or whatever you just asked that for that do, she Deacon? didn't do before is that what she gonna do Deacon she okay. gonna learn <laughs> Deacon that's not, that's not I'm no just saying that's not, that's not I'm out here on this field I play hard and, and I'm not gonna come home and you gonna tell me fix your own damn sandwich? Don't don't say that. Deacon. <laughs> He's like you Hall of Famer Deacon Jones. You see what I do on the field? <laughs> I will treat you. I will treat you like Hall of Famer lineman. Hall of I Famer. will treat you like you the offensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings. Hall of Famer. Let's talk about the Senate Questlove. Apparently now he's being sued by two ex national employees. Claim that Questlove asked NBC to fire them. For being involved in a racist group text. For being white. They need White Panther to come Questlove, yeah, they do need White Panther. <laughs> Olaf. Olaf needs to change. <laughs> Questlove has reportedly O apostrophe L-A-F-F. We're going to put two Fs. He's like, L-A-F-F. He's like, uh, Olaf. <laughs> L-A-F-F is how comedy clubs spell laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Questlove has reportedly been sued for racial discrimination, according to TMZ. Kurt Declan, Michael Simone. 
They sound racist. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the old flip. That's like, me fucking around people. It's like, yeah. you know, you do something racist, and then you flip, and you being discriminated That's what against. it sounds like. Two former camera operators have alleged that they received an unsolicited racist text message from an NBC stagehand during a taping of the show. Okay. Uh-huh. During a taping. Okay, well. So they received the text. Well, I mean, you don't solicit. Do, uh, do we normally solicit racist texts? No, but people send dick pics unsolicited too. Like, okay. it's, <laughs> you can't help it. It just shows up. Uh, that, I've got Decker, Decker and Cimino <laughs> claim that they told NBC executives about the text, which reportedly was also sent to the Roots, Mark Kelly. Their bass player. Bass player. Who is black. Who sent him the text. <laughs> After reporting the text, Decker and Camino, who are white, alleged that Questlove demanded that the network fire them. NBC reportedly obliged. Now, that's, there's, there's something missing about that. Yeah. In a statement to Pitchfork, a spokesperson for NBC said, NBC is committed to providing a work environment in which all individuals are treated with respect and dignity. We have strong policies in place for protecting discrimination of any form. Decision about these plaintiffs were this company's alone. Questlove has since called the allegations ridiculous in a statement of his own. What is Quest's statement? Oh, yeah, he had to respond at some point. The Roost drummer calls a lawsuit disrespectful to all that truly endure racism on a daily basis. After being sued for racial discrimination by two former camera operators, Questlove has responded in a statement. Questlove denies, oh, he went third person on him. No, his representative said Yeah, that. yeah. Questlove denies ridiculous allegations. I thought he was like, well, Questlove says that Questlove <laughs> don't think that. Questlove thinks his allegations are ridiculous. Questlove out. Questlove denies the ridiculous allegations made in this lawsuit. Racism is real and exists throughout the world. And for these gentlemen, the claim victim is not only disrespectful to Questlove and his bandmates, but to all that, that truly endure racism on a daily basis. As NBC has already said, this decision is made regarding these reports made by NBC alone. So the the big missing thing is it obviously didn't happen that way. They said, we received a text message, uh-huh. and us being good Samaritans went okay. to NBC and said, hey, this guy's emailed us racist things, and mm-hmm. somehow Mark Kelly, the bass player, also received that text. Uh-huh. And Questlove said, fire the guys that received the text. Mm-hmm. And NBC said, that makes sense, Questlove. <laughs> and they fired him. <laughs> they fired two guys. That yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. At all. You know, we were talking about last week when people tell a story, they, they're going to tell the version that's most favorable, that makes them look the most favorable. Mm-hmm. These guys, their version of the story makes them look like saints who did all the right things and just happened to get fired. I bet when they showed the texts to NBC, NBC scrolled up. <laughs> to see what else was going on in this group chat that these guys had. And there was some coolest monkey in the jungle shit going on. Right. <laughs> and these guys told on themselves, yeah. basically. If they told if they told anyone. I love, by the way, coolest monkey in the jungle shit going yeah. on. That's yeah. a fucking... If that could be a hashtag, yeah. just a long... It's ass, a long hashtag. Coolest monkey in the jungle shit. There's a lot of coolest monkey in the jungle shit going on. <laughs> we don't even know if these two guys initiated the contact with NBC executives. Oh. It probably was Mark Kelly, the bass player, who said, yeah. why am I getting this? Yeah, who the fuck sent me this? And then those guys were like, oh, yeah, us too. Yeah, we didn't ask for that text either. <laughs> yeah, we're just like you, Mark Kelly. And then they got they were trying to protect themselves. Right. But there's a huge... Questlove is not stupid. Yeah. He's not just going to say, oh, you got to... You got a racist text. I don't want you on set. Anymore. Yeah, I don't want you here anymore. You know, that doesn't make sense. Does he have that kind of power? I don't think he has that kind of power. You know? I I mean, maybe he's he's the band leader. He could probably get a cameraman fired if he really wanted to. Mm. But 
Questlove statement sort of suggests that there's more to meets the eye, <laughs> right. more than meets the eye here. Anyway, oh, there there is, and even if and even if they're not, so what? I don't give a shit. Bye, bye, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go go find a job on some other show. I you guess. will. This is this is a time for Olaf. Yeah, there is time for Olaf. Oh, apostrophe L A F. Olaf shows up on a dog sled. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he gets around. <laughs> what's what's Olaf's music? Like, mush dogs. Like mush. their music so far has been, um, uh, who who's putting songs out? Uh, Kendrick. Run the jewels. Kendrick. Right. <laughs> you know who's their song? Um, the Chainsmokers. There you go. Lady Antebellum. Lady Antebellum. That's that's <laughs> it. Thanks. Uh, that's Dwight it. Yoakam, perhaps. Hank Williams Sr. Yeah, the, the original. And or Jr. You a fan of Julie <laughs> Dopey? I, I know what you're talking about. Just as before this, her acting. I mean, I didn't have a problem with her. I didn't really. I never went that crazy for the. It seems like she's only been in three movies. The one with the. the two of them were with Ethan Hawke. And one is with Chris, Chris Rock. Rock yeah. <laughs> you know I what I mean? Even, I can't even picture her it face. It seems like she's only been in these three movies. I'm sure she's probably a big star in France. But it just seems like I know her from three movies. Well, the well, one where she walked she said, around uh, Paris with Ethan Hawke. Being white, being a white, being a woman is harder than being, being black. black yeah. It, it, yeah, Julie Delpy totally rules. disregarding the fact that there are black, uh, black She women. said to the rap, two years ago I said something about the Academy being very white male, which is the reality, and I was slashed to pieces by the media. I doubt that, but okay. I don't know about slashing. Well, sixty-one acting credits on IMDb. So does she? She's recovered that slashing. She she made it. It's back. fun. It's funny. Women can't talk. I sometimes wish I were African American because people don't bash them afterwards. No, they don't really. Like, I don't know. You know <laughs> people people don't bash them after they talk. People just don't let them talk. It's like <laughs> she. This is a person who has no black friends. Right. The whole thing of Oscar so white was that black people aren't even being represented. The fact that she got a mic shoved in her face to talk means that she was there, like she was <laughs> being represented. Yeah. So that's she's not even seeing it, I guess, clearly. So she said basically, it's harder. Black being black is easier than being a woman is what she's getting at. It's hardest to be a woman. Feminist is, is something more people hate above all. Nothing worse than being a woman in this business. I really believe that. Okay. All right. What about if you're a black woman? <laughs> well, she doesn't see black women. Okay, she doesn't see color and gender when it comes to black. Oh women. God! <laughs> here's and, here's the thing. I'm I, and not to discount that it's hard for a woman. Yeah, that's not what we're saying. But you are, however, discounting that it's hard for black people. She said, "I <laughs> wish I was black, because then I'd be heard." Yeah, you think so? You, you I'm think? Like, what are you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> like, the, the media <laughs> won't. What, that's what the gist of just about the, everything we've ever said has been about not being heard. Your peak whiteness. What are you talking your about? Your peak whiteness. You are a French white woman. <laughs> are you kidding me? They what listen you, to what you. What do you think everybody's complaining about? <laughs> they listen to you, bitch. They listen to you right now. They're listening to you, bitch. <laughs> She's friendly. She has, does she have like a thick accent? I don't think I've seen her in anything. She does have an accent. I'm like, listen, bitch, we know you're not from here, and I don't think you understand what blackness means. I get that. Okay, but you should probably shut the fuck up. Well, right. that is usually a good rule of thumb. <laughs> Just shut the fuck things. up. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like when we talked about Monique, it's a lot of people that need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. You know, that I, I try, like, like Piece I've, I've said it before, I'm trying to be about women's issues. Like, mm -hmm. I want white people to be about black issues. Mm -hmm. Seek out the information you need to, to learn that helps you understand whatever their plight is. And 
please just shut up and stop saying, you know, stop trying to deny their struggle and right. stop telling them how to conduct themselves right. when dealing the fuck with their up struggle. About everything else, which is my problem with the with the men are scum thing. These bitch made men complaining about a hashtag men are scum. Just shut the fuck up, you bitch. Made I am man. not scum. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Not all men, <laughs> right? It's like, dude, just if it's not if it doesn't apply, what they say, a, a hit dog or holler. Yeah. It's it's like when people hear all lives, or black lives matter. They hear what they hear is no, only black lives, lives matter. matter. When people or, hear men are scum, they're hearing. Are you saying all men are scum? I was like, no, it's just saying men. Well, it's, it's it's like how it's it's amazing to me how people uh, don't understand the rules of the English language right. when it's not, when it's convenient. For <laughs> yeah, them. yeah. Like all of a sudden, it's yeah. like. <laughs> You know, you can talk about like when you can make that collective statement about like black folks do it when cracking jokes about yeah mm-hmm. black people will show up late for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we know that we're not saying every last no, single black got, person from top it. to bottom. Right. It's like, but you we got a joke about CP time and right. it's you know whatever and it's like and we like able to be like ha 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 let's keep it moving yeah let's keep it moving so it's like. When we say Black Lives Matter, we're not saying Black Lives Matter and no other lives, no other matter, lives matter, and we right. hate everybody. No, what we're saying is, what please we're saying is consider us. <laughs> we matter. Black Lives Matter in this culture matter less. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Right. There's there's a sliding scale, and we at the bottom. <laughs> okay. And Julie Delpy's of the world are at the top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just shut the fuck up, Julie Delpy. Be quiet. Well, she got you know, cut to pieces by the yo, press. Your girl from Girls. She got slashed <laughs> to pieces. I know. I love how people always want to um, want to give me the people, <laughs> the white people that I work with, as soon as they do something that's problematic. Yeah, your girl. From like, girls. what's up with, with Woody Allen? What's up with your boy Woody? I'm like, and I, uh, hey, people, I am not returning the money I made for being in Woody Allen's <laughs> Crisis from Sixteen. The so money's your, been spent. So, but your boy Woody, <laughs> I'm not returning in any money I made from Girls either. Money has been spent. <laughs> Did you see his HUD secretary? She came for April Ryan. I saw. She's not even a secretary. She heads up HUD in New York. This broad went from a wedding planner to heading up the HUD in New York Housing Urban Development Office in New York City, overseeing millions of lives <laughs> and money. And she, a week before that, she was. Telling Eric Eric Trump where he has to stand so the picture motherfucker can take pictures of him. Oh, is that so? She got the hookup through Eric Trump. Right. Okay. Right. Because she, she planned his her. wedding. Because uh, noted uh, noted housing secretary and uh, doctor and all around good guy Ben Carson gave her the job. This fucking moron. So she went. Her name is Lynn Padden, black woman, black Republican, a, conser- a conservative black woman. Uh, she she came for uh, April Ryan, who has been giving them the business. April <laughs> Ryan, she's a uh, she's from Baltimore too. Well respected journalist, went to Howard, um, works for the Urban Network, which means born. She has uh, she's had some somewhat famous interactions with Sean Spicer and Sarah Huckabee and Sanders. And Sarah Huckabee Sanders now. So Patton, who heads a regional HUD office overseeing New York and New Jersey. That's not important at all, huh? Uh, decided that it was a good idea to call Ryan Miss Piggy during a Twitter argument. Ah, she got she she went too far. According to New York Daily News, the spat started when Ryan appeared on CNN and spoke about how she and other reporters have received death threats 
as a result of the president's attack on the press. Patton, who planned Eric Trump's wedding, and the reason why they always mention that she planned Eric Trump's wedding is because that's her only credit on her resume. <laughs> also, they want you to know that someone actually would marry Eric Trump. Well, that's It's true. like the comedian that got good. It's like, uh, yeah, I was on... Um, <laughs> America's most wanted. wanted I was yeah. on Homicide Life on the Streets. Homicide yeah. Life on the Streets. That was a big credit around here, right? Wasn't that the everyone credit? had a homicide credit, and then everyone switched it to a wire. Credit. A wire credit. Yeah, there was, and it was like, were you though? Like, if I look on IMDb, am I going to see your name? <laughs> right. <laughs> or I mean, because background. I mean, I don't. You know, don't I'm not. I'm not. Background. I'm not denying. They don't list background. I'm not going to say you didn't do it. All right. I'm just saying people. it's like you know, right. if it's like. You got that hundred dollar check. I'm just saying, don't try lunch. to paint yourself to be more than you are. That hundred dollar right? check in the lunch by uh, you know using that as a credit. <laughs> I know someone who used makeup gave uh, you a once over. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 done all three Law and Orders. Yeah, but the first two that oh, I, I did, you. I ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, so. When I got on the cutting room floor, I didn't use those. Mm-hmm. You know, those lo- I did them. <laughs> I was there. I got paid for them. Right. One of them, I get, still get paid for, even though I got cut out because that's what my agent worked into the deal. You do the scene with the with the dude uh, from Broadway, also the dad from um, the dad from uh, what's the Patrick Swayze movie with? I had the time of my life. Dirty no Dancing? Put, did the dad from Dirty Dancing, Jerry Orbach. Did he do a scene with Jerry Orbach? No, I did Orbach? my scene with, Brock, with Richard Belzer and Ice-T. On, it was Belzer and T? Oh, no. So you were on a special victim. <laughs> I was on SVU. That's the one. Driving it. You were a truck driver or some shit like that? I'm yeah, sure I yeah. I, I, I have a, um, okay. Um, I have a memory of it. Yeah, I did I did all three. And first I did CSI. Mm-hmm. And I had a scene with Chris Noth. And I was a state trooper. And I could tell by the way they... Uh, the director interacted with me. I was like, I don't feel good about this making it. <laughs> he gave me very little direction. Yeah. They did like one take and didn't really like, I'm like, uh, you know, where, you know, it's like I'm uh, struggling to see yeah. the camera. And yeah, sure enough, I didn't make it. The second time I was on regular Law and Order mm. and I was like, I was a crime scene investigator being questioned at the trial. So um, I got, um, Questioned by uh, Sam Waterston, mm-hmm. and I got cross-examined by the, by the black guy who um, plays uh, um, Gabrielle Union's brother in Being Mary Jane. Okay, I was like, oh, I got, I got. I mean, I'm the like, with the, I'm with the yeah. main dude, and I got cross-examined. Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, and I was like sitting there watching it. I didn't even realize it was on. I saw it was on. I. I I sent a few messages <laughs> to some people like, hurry up and look. Right. This is my episode. And it just, my scene just came and went. I was like, yep, I was supposed to be right in there. That didn't happen. <laughs> so when I finally did Law & Order SVU, it was like, man, I'm like, should I even tell people? And I finally was like, you know what? I'm telling people. Yeah. I'm posting about it. And I'm just going to have to have something funny to say if I don't end up <laughs> in the show. And Cut I mean, out again. And like I it was like thirty eight minutes into the show and right before commercial, my mugshot came up. I'm like, oh snap. Okay. <laughs> after the commercial, I'm coming up. So right after the commercial that I'm like moving some boxes from yeah. a truck and um and uh Ice T and Bells are come up and um question me and I'm I'm pissed off because I, I gotta pay child support for a kid that ain't even mine. Mm-hmm. I said I gotta I pay that bitch the first every month. And the kid ain't even mine. Is yeah. that fair? 
Yeah. Now was was Coco there on set, just yes. kind of dancing around? <laughs> Coco is everywhere that ice is. <laughs> just kind of dancing for no reason. Yes, she gets cut out a lot. She's like yeah. she's right there, and she uh, was like right there at craft services. <laughs> it's like man. Let's talk about this woman again. As as this is a uh, Patton. This is the woman who's uh, going after Ryan. She tweeted this. As a conservative black female who has publicly worked for and supported real Donald Trump, I have been getting death threats from fellow minorities on the left for the past three years. So welcome to the club, April Ryan. Okay. Oh, so you get death threats. I get death threats. Which she's lying about, but okay. I, I, you know what? I don't want to call her lying. I'm just going to say, don't try to compare whatever you're going through to whatever this woman's going through. Just stop yeah. that. The two continue to go back and forth before Fatten, Patton fired the final shot. I hear Miss Piggy's still on a rampage. Hashtag, the, uh, hashtag Miss Piggy's still on a rampage. Gee, I must have struck the nerve at, a- at April Ryan. Bankrupt blogger. About an hour later, Patton came to her senses tweeting out an apology. I deleted my last tweet by choice. No one from this administration contacted me. This is a lie. <laughs> it was beneath me, and I apologized to April Ryan. She wrote, once again, a lie. My parents raised me to respect others when you you put all their, uh, did they raise you to, to parrot liars? Anyway, and I regret my response. I apologized to them, Secretary Carson, and the Trump family. They deserve better. I just want to move forward. Just forget move about forward. this incident yeah. and be the best person I can be. I don't be want anybody to bring family, up bullshit anymore. My children and my God. The apology came a little too late, though, because remember, Ryan is really not the one you should try. This is the same reporter who has fiercely stood her ground amid the disrespect she has faced. Her reporting of the Trump administration, the same reporter who casually asked Donald Trump, "Are you a racist?" By the way, I need to hit you to this podcast from Politics and Pro Politics and Pros that April Ryan does. Mm-hmm. Politics and Pros has her own. Uh, 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 website and uh, podcasts. Mm. It's fucking good. It's Race in America. It was a good one. During a Martin Luther King Day Jr. event at the White House, she asked him, are you a racist? So naturally, Ryan responded with a swift and expert level of clapbackery that had me clutching my pearls and probably made Queen Queen Rihanna of clapbacks proud. First, because Ryan's class reporter, she of course had to fact check Patton. She pulled a fake news on a Trump official. I'm here for it. Uh, here's her or tweet, fake info, girl, check your facts. I work for it. Fake info, girl, check your facts. I work for American Urban Radio Networks, now Sheridan. Whose wedding are you planning now, and what wig company do you work for? <laughs> and then they, then she hit it again. Kick rocks, little girl, find a job. Lynn Patton, I ain't the one. Girl, bye. Blogger, girl, I do news. What do you do? Do you work at HUD or play at it, you washed-up wedding planner? <laughs> girl, bye. <laughs> All right. Then leaving no stone unturned. Ryan hit her with the why you obsessed with me while seamlessly adding Amorosa Manigo. <laughs> um, Lynn Patton, since when, I, when did I go bankrupt? Tell me because I want to know. I find it fascinating. You and your girl Amorosa, 45, are concerned with my money when yours is when yours is funny. Hmm? Do you also tape conversations like your girl Amorosa who might have a date with Mueller since she has so much to say? <laughs> then, of course, she hit her with the thanks for the support for the record. I don't know this woman, Lynn Patton. I don't know why my name is in her mouth. <laughs> so she uh, she hit it. She she went to the get my name out of your mouth. Well, right. That's always a that's always a good one. Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Spit it out right now. Spit it out. <laughs> ben Carson. Ben Carson himself called her to apologize. <laughs> oh, that sleepy apology. Yeah. Uh, I just hey, want to tell you hey, that well, we're sorry. I'm really sorry. That my wife will sing Amazing Grace I for you if you want her to. Welcome to NPR. <laughs> I'm Ben Carson. Today we will talk about apologies. Ridiculous. Where are we at, brother? 
We are at an hour 10. Want to bring this home with Hannity? Yeah, we can what play a little clip of Hannity. Do you want to play it? Yeah. Do you, you probably haven't seen it. Is. Hannity. Sean Hannity. Oh, my God. It's so poetic. Yeah. Uh, because he's he talking about. Everything about Fox News in a nutshell. The New York Times publishing an article about how Trump wanted to fire Mueller in, uh, like back in June or July, whatever it was. And he claims that it's a distraction. And then a half hour later on his show, he retracts what he just said while offering a distraction. It's perfect. All right, here he goes. That's no, not going to play. At this hour, the New York. Now, tonight, for example, they're trying to change the story. At this hour, the New York Times is trying to distract you. They have a story that Trump wanted Mueller fired sometime last June. And our sources, and I've checked in with many of them, they're not confirming that tonight. And the president's attorney dismissed the story and said, no, no comment. We're not going there. And how many times has the New York Times and others gotten it wrong? Now, that was 20 minutes into the show. Now, here we are with Mm -hmm. two minutes left in the show. All right. So we have sources tonight just confirming to Ed Henry that, yeah, maybe Donald Trump wanted to fire the special counsel for conflict. Does he not have the right to raise those questions? You know, we'll deal with this tomorrow night. We have a shocking video of the day to bring you, by the way. This footage comes to us from Arizona where you see that red SUV, high-speed police chase. Ultimately, the suspect's... Here's a car crash. Everybody look at the car crash. You want to see a car crash? I mean, he literally did what Is the he... driver of the car black? <laughs> Most likely. No? Oh, shit. He literally did what he accused the New York Times of doing, which is distracting from a real story. Look at this shiny watch. And he didn't even rebut. First, he says this is not true; that it's distracting. And then later, he was like, "Yeah, it's true, but uh, so what? So you can fire people." Like he he could have said that at the beginning if that's how he actually felt. Yeah. But he wants to throw in the New York Times dig. He's such a like a hack at this point. Right, it's just like right. a shill. He's just what? He's like it's like a Ron Burgundy thing. If they put it on the teleprompter, a Trump talking point. Yeah. He's just it. gonna read the shit. He'll read it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. And his, I guess, his base won't hear. They won't see that stuff. Like, that clip is being played everywhere. They don't see the hypocrisy, nor do they see the I- ignorance. So. No, because I saw a car crash. <laughs> I saw a sh- car crash. Look at a shiny watch. That's a car crash. You know, did you watch NASCAR? That, Pierre, you can, get a, you can get a hood girl with anything. You say, <laughs> hey, girl, look at that watch. <laughs> get in the car. Shiny objects. <laughs> yeah. It was Pierre. I got is Pierre from here? Yeah. Pierre, yeah. He's from yeah, he's, uh, here him and T-Rex are cousins. I know they're cousins, but I yeah. didn't know how that how worked out. And they, yeah, they're both from the area. What, they mama's Pierre. married brothers? I don't, interesting. I don't know exactly <laughs> how. Well, <but> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know the sexual history of We don't know the sexual history of that. I, I didn't get all of that. Of their family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just remember uh, Pierre from Def Jam telling the story of how he got shot. He got shot like 85,000 times. <laughs> you shoot this brother over here. Right. <laughs> you spread those bullets around equally. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, we're going to bring this one home. We want to thank Rick Younger for sitting in with us. We had a great time with Thanks Rick. Thanks for having Hope me, you man. guys enjoyed. Rick, I hope you guys can get a ticket to go see Mean Girls. I'm going to try to I can tackle Rick for some tickets at some point. <laughs> mean Girls on Broadway, everyone. Yeah, and always, summer. you can follow me at Rick Younger on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Rick Snapchat. Rick on the Great Way. <laughs> yes, on the Great White Way, going to Broadway. And yeah, check out my breakfast show, y'all, on Periscope and Facebook Live. Um, you can also 
Google me. I'm the first six to ten pages of there Rick Yoga on Google. And make sure you pick up my comedy album, mm. Fried Chicken and White Bread, available on iTunes. Or you can CD go watch Baby. the last episode of Girls and watch him help Lena Dunham as a cop. Yeah. The last, the yeah. last episode. Yeah. Can always do that. Yep, I I I made a list. It was the first time being on a list. Buzzfeed had all of the black, all the people that. of color. Yeah, I saw like that. number eighty two. Me that. and the baby were the last two. Yeah, I like saw that black that. baby. Like people were like, how did she get a black baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this baby's not black. Yes, whoa, black baby, wham a lamb. <laughs> and then the mother of the baby was like, we don't really look at ourselves as black. Oh, there uh-huh. y'all go again. <laughs> Here you come. So I, I get, you got, you got yeah. social construct anyway. <laughs> yeah. so I'm just saying you got to use the KKK <laughs> method of of blackness. One if drop. the KKK would show up and try to lunch you, then you are, you black. are black. Yeah, you can't talk them out of it. It's like no, 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 me friend, my friend, I am not black. <laughs> yeah, you are black. This uh, well, in February 10th, I'll be at Winery 32 in Leesburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, for a show, and in February 14th, I will be at uh, the DC Improv for their Valentine's mm-hmm. Day show. I have a couple other shows that I don't remember the details of right now, but those are the big ones. So come to those. Uh, next week, I'll have more. And February 10th, I am at um, the Auto Bar in Baltimore, 745 Showtime. Y'all come on out. Come on out and get some of this funny. Uh, February 10th, Auto Bar, Baltimore. All right, y'all. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As always, we enjoy being a team. And as always, we enjoy having Rick Younger. Anytime he's in town, we're going to have him. Thanks so much. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Rick Younger. We have three guys on. I guess I don't have to say piece of shit this time. We out. Pa-